0: Are you ready, Mama?
1: I am ready, Godfather.
0: Oh Well, let's take the people on a journey.
1: This week, Gone with the Bushes takes you to 1940s New York. New York City. That's every time it's in New York City, I say it like that. New it, some of it is New York City, some of it is in the countryside close to New York City. It is a chilling. Oh, And some of it is in Los Angeles. What? Yeah, did you not watch the movie? I did. Well, some of it is in Vegas and some of it is in Sicily. And some of it is in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, We are doing 1972, The Godfather, if you didn't guess, by Aaron's wonderful impersonation. And it's not, it's
0: yeah, uh,
1: it's a chilling portrait of a sicilian clan's rise and near fall from power in america i mean come on guys it's the godfather it's the freaking godfather if you haven't heard of it then you haven't been born yet yeah or
0: everybody something. like this movie is so ingrained in the world the references to it all the time. That's why we had to do it. We had to do it. What are the particulars? Oh, man. <clears> him, <throat> The Godfather. Released March 24th, 1972. Paramount Pictures. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola. He also did The Rain People. And then after this movie, he did The Conversation, The Godfather Part 2, Apocalypse Now, The Outsiders, Peggy Sue Got Married, Tucker, The Man in His Dreams, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Jack, and The Rainmaker, just to name a few. Produced by Albert S. Ruddy, who also, pro- oh, and Francis Ford Coppola also did The Godfather Part 3. But uh, uh, okay. like I everyone in the world, we, everyone just forgets about it. <laughs> Ouch yeah Ah. Ah. produced by robert s ruddy he also produced the longest yard cannonball run one and two ladybugs yes that ladybugs with rodney dangerfield and jonathan Brandis, and it was about the girls soccer team bad girls yes that western with like madeline stowe and Four other women, three other women in the West. And Million Dollar Baby. It's like The Godfather. Ladybugs, bad girls. Million Dollar Baby. What a diverse uh, filmography for old Ruddy there. Screenplay by Francis Ford Coppola and Mario Puzo. It was also based on his book, The Godfather. Mario Puzo also wrote the 1978 script to Superman. And he also did Superman 2, The Cotton Club. And he wrote Christopher Columbus, The Discovery. The oh. music is by Nino Rota. This is on AFI's number five f- best film scores of all time. Mm, I wonder, a good one. wonder what beat it. Because I'm like, this score right here.
1: We'll have to look that up at some time.
0: He did a lot of Fellini movies, like uh, La Dolce Vita, La Strada, Eight and a Half. He also did uh, that 1968 Romeo and Juliet. He did. Mm, that was
1: so good.
0: He, he did Godfather Part Two, and he did 171 film scores. Ooh, well, let's not name them all. No, I'm not guys just always writing scores I, I've got a melody here you go the director of photography is Gordon Willis and we know him our main man Gordo remember all the president's men mm-hmm. so he also um, shot the Beatles at Shea Stadium Did mm. include the Godfather Part 2 Annie Hall, Manhattan, Zelig Godfather Part 3 in the Devil's Own. That's
1: wow, I did notice the the the, the mm-hmm.
0: cinematography.
1: Yes, that's the word.
0: Mm-hmm. Nerd alert! It's a lot of um. Like in in one of the oh, I think it's like the final scene. Well, one of the final scenes. I think it's when Vito Corleone takes Sonny to the Undertaker, and. I think that like when he's like crying and stuff, how the it's you, it's just his, his, you can't even see his eyes because it's just the shadows from his brow cast it because the light is right on top of the head. And Mm. so it, the brow cast a shadow over your eyes.
1: I heard that in his hand, he had squid and hot sauce because he got addicted to squid and hot sauce during this movie. Marlon Brando? Yeah. In that scene. Out of camera shot. That could be a lie, but that's squid what I read.
0: Squid and hot sauce? That's what I read. I can see how squid and hot sauce would be a nice, um, you're like, oh, this is kind of tasty. But to be holding it in your hand on the set while you're I doing it, I don't know. That's what
1: somebody wrote. <laughs> but
0: okay. it's, it's Brad, though, so it's like, yeah, yeah, it might be true. Yeah. It's a weird dude.
1: Who's going to tell him no.
0: Edited by William Reynolds, who also edited The Sound of Music, The Sting, Ishtar, and Heaven's Gate, and Peter Zinner. Now, it's interesting with Peter Zinner, most of his work that he did was uncredited. So he worked on Singing in the Rain, Gigi, In Cold Blood, The Professionals, *He*, The Deer Hunter. An Officer and a Gentleman. The Stryzan, A Star is Born. He also played Admiral Yuri Paterin in The Hunt for the Red October. And Hmm. in this movie, he edited the second half of the movie, so he's the one responsible for the fantastic final murder scene, where it cuts between the baptism and murder. Meridaire. Meridaire. Starring... Marlon Brando. Yes. A Streetcar Named Desire. The Wild One. On the Waterfront. Guys and Dolls. Last Tango in Paris. Superman. Apocalypse Now. And of course, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Al Pacino. This was his breakthrough performance. Before this, people were like, yeah.
1: After this, they're like, that's Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. He also did. He, they thought he was really short. They, one of the one of the producers or somebody called called him something referring to how short he was. He was pretty
0: short. Even I noticed he, it in the film
1: when he was walking. I said, "Well, he's the opposite Diane Keaton. They could have gotten a shorter woman."
0: I don't really think of Diane Keaton as super tall. I'm not like Diane Keaton. That's a tall glass of water. Well,
1: you're not anybody's tall compared to us.
0: That's true. That's okay. true. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon, Scarface, Sea of Love, Dick Tracy, Heat, Scent of a Woman, Carlito's Way, You Don't Know Jack. He was also Phil Spector, and he was also Joe Paterno. Yeah. James Kahn, Brian Song, A Bridge Too Far, Rollerball, Funny Lady, Thief, Misery, Bottle Rocket, and Elf. Yes, John Cazale. He played Fredo. He was in. He died tra- tragically very young. But listen to these movies that he made before he died: this, The Conversation, Godfather Part Two, Dog Day Afternoon, and The Deer Hunter. Wow, I mean, there's no ladybugs in that list. <laughs> Talia Shire, she played Connie, the sister. She's also Francis Ford Coppola's sister in real life and the oh. mom and the mom of Jason Schwartzman
1: why did not know that
0: I don't yes you did you just forgot it okay, because okay. Rushmore is one of my favorite movies I know and so I would have told you like oh his mom is Talia Shear and that's Francis Ford Coppola's sister okay Um, she was in Rocky she's Adrienne yeah. Adrienne she was in a movie called rad she's so lovely and i heart huckabees to name a few she had a lot of movies on there but there were a lot that i had never heard of yeah robert duvall he played tom <gasps> hagen yeah remember him as boo radley in to kill a mockingbird we do he's also in bullet mash Godfather Part 2, Network, Apocalypse Now, The Natural, Lonesome Dove, Falling Down, and most recently, Widows. Yes. Diane Keaton. She played Kay Adams. She was at Annie Hall, Looking for Mr. Goodbar, Reds, Marvin's Room, Baby Boom, Father of the Bride, First Wives Club. And I think Palms? Recently Palms. Yeah.
1: Let's move on.
0: Richard Castellano. He was Clemenza. He was known for Lovers and Other Things. And it is said, nerd alert, that he partly ad-libbed Leave the gun, take the cannoli. (laughs) And Abe Vigoda as Tessio. Abe! He was in Barney Miller and Good Burger and Joe vs. a Volcano. But aside from this movie, he might be most famously known for being a celebrity death hoax. Because in the early 80s, I think they, when he was in 60, there was a whole thing where it reported that Abe Vigoda had died and he hadn't. He was on stage in Calgary, probably doing Shakespeare. And so (laughs) that was a whole thing. And he got a lot of mileage out of it. People made a lot of jokes about it. That was pop culture before the Internet. Yeah, that used to be. Yeah, that would be what people would talk about. Yeah, something would happen, and like twelve years later, they would still be talking about it. Cause that's just how it worked. Cause you know, it Im- used to be information ran very slowly back then. So there's a lot more people in this movie,
1: but I don't well, a lot have all more day. names we can't pronounce. A lot of Italian names. A lot of Italian names. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Okay, hey, well, we start with violin music on a black screen and then we see the title card, The Godfather, and there's a man talking directly to the camera about his daughter and about honor and discussing how his daughter got beat up and how he went to the police, but the guy got off. And Those the camera- two guys Uh, Yeah, and the camera draws back to reveal the profile of Don Corleone, the godfather.
0: A.K.A. Marlon Brando.
1: And as he's sitting there talking, there is a cat on his lap that he is petting. (gasps) Nerd alert. Okay, go ahead. The cat was a stray cat that was just on the set, and um, Francis Ford gave it to him, you know, just... Hey, yeah. And then it was always like, oh, here he is, this tough guy, but he can be soft and loving too.
0: And it's interesting because now how often do we see bad guys
1: with stroking
0: hats? I mean, is this where it came from? Godfather, you're in everything.
1: Yeah, that's where it came from for Austin Powers. You know it did. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and he's seeking justice and so the godfather says why'd you go to the police first why didn't you come to me um tell me what you want me to do so the guy goes and whispers in his ear and he says that i cannot do um you never wanted my friendship before but if i do this you'll be in my debt (laughs) that's not my attempt at that I know, but it's I was like, are you doing an impression? or? No, I wasn't. There is also a red rose in his lapel at this time. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know what is happening. Well, he does say, you're coming to me this on the day my daughter's getting married.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. He, remember, it's more raspy you come I to don't, me on my daughter's I'm not going to even try
1: it. Wait, um,
0: between the two of us, we nailed it.
1: Yeah. And, and, and he goes, I can't do that because um, you're asking me to kill him and your daughter's still alive. So that's not justice. So it's saying he actually has a moral compass in there somewhere. OK, um, what have I done to get such disrespect? And
0: <laughs> Is that um, you or is that the line of Vito uh,
1: Corleone? Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then he he bows his head and the other guy goes, will you be my friend, Godfather? And so then the camera pulls back and James Caan, who plays Sonny, is sitting in the background. And Robert Duvall, who plays Tom, is also sitting there. And um, so it's yeah, he's going to do it. But this guy is going to owe uh, the Godfather a huge debt.
0: There's a there's a time it may not ever come, but should there arise a time, I may have a favor and you cannot refuse it.
1: Right. So, um, then we go to his daughter's wedding, and there are more people there than at Harry and we- and Meghan's wedding. This is a this is a fantastic blowout. This is a shindig, and those of us who have just recently been. um, involved in a wedding know that there's a family picture but the guy everybody's lined up but Michael's not there we're not taking the picture without Michael
0: yeah and so I think automatically you know ah Michael is the favorite of Vito well
1: yeah you do get that yeah
0: I mean would they if Fredo
1: wasn't around, would yeah, the truly. godfather
0: have been like, no, we can't take this picture till Fredo
1: gets here? Truth be told, I had forgotten all about Fredo.
0: I okay. have a theory. Hot take. Okay. I think that if there are if you have more than two kids, one of your kids is gonna be a Fredo. Mm-hmm. If you have if you have more than three if you have more than two kids, so three children
1: and more. One of them. Is gonna be a Fredo. Me. Well, we know who the Fredo is in my family. Okay, I'm it just saying.
0: I, am I wrong? Think about it, people. That's true. And you're That's like, true. oh snap, she's right. Yep.
1: Frequently, the middle child, I would say. The middle child is Fredo syndrome.
0: Well, I'm I'm not gonna get into the specifics. I'm just saying your law of averages. So if you're listening to this and you have two kids right now.
1: Just yeah, my, stop.
0: that if one if you have another one, one of them's gonna turn into a Fredo.
1: Well while the um the wedding is taking place, the FBI is out in the parking lot writing down everybody's license plate number. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a lot of Italian dancing and the bride is standing there with a satin bag collecting money because it is traditional at Italian weddings to give money, not gifts. Oh, wow.
0: Hey mom, um, do you think that they had that soup? Isn't there like a soup, like Italian wedding soup? Wedding
1: soup. Yeah. Mm. But they probably had absolutely everything.
0: Well, I mean the godfather's daughter is getting married. He's gonna spare no expense.
1: Oh, I'm saying if they were in uh in Burbank that uh that's not that was what? maybe in Rocky. Um, <laughs> yeah. th- that they would have had Portos cater it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um As the reception is taking place, the Godfather is in his office meeting people because people always need to talk to the Godfather.
0: Well, in a Sicilian, a Sicilian cannot refuse a request on his daughter's wedding day.
1: Now, I did not know that. That is interesting.
0: Well, they say it in the movie. And that's why people are coming to, that's why everyone's coming to ask a
1: favor on the day of his I daughter's wedding. I no idea. Okay. Well, yeah. Cause he's got a line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so somebody else comes in and wants, wants, uh, Enzo to stay in the country, um, to marry his daughter. And so, um, anyway, uh, Michael arrives in yeah, an army. Uniform. And we also
0: learned that, um, o Vito Corleone he so we've learned that he has a, a sensitive side because he can get along with a little cat, which okay, whatever, cats, yeah, but yeah, this isn't a cat podcast, people. Um, and then we know that he has I don't know if you would say it morals, but he does, he doesn't, he, you know, he believes in justice and stuff, and like I guess fairness, a sort of balance, um. You yeah. know, they're, he's not going to kill the guys that beat up and probably raped that guy's daughter and that got off with suspended sentences, but he's going to make sure that they get beat up. You know, right. he's going to, he's not going to kill them, but they're going to wish that they were dead,
1: basically. An eye for an eye.
0: Yeah. And so then this guy, he comes to him and he's, you know, he, you find out that he has uh, politicians and people in powerful Uh, legitimate kind of dealings that are friends with him and that can do and owe him favors.
1: He's got connections in high places. He's
0: got connections in high places. And also he's got the FBI. They're... You know, the FBI is like, what's this guy doing? We're going his, to, his daughter's getting married. Let's see who shows up. You have the photographer who goes around. He takes pictures, and he gets a picture of one of the guests. The guest just does a head nod, gets his two thugs. They go, they take the camera. They bring the film back to the guy. He breaks it up. So, you know, there's, there's nefarious people. There's straight people. Oh, and they even mention how... The a lot of the politicians they just send telegrams and money because they want the Don to know that they're like congratulations and stuff, but at, you know, at the same time, they kind of can't be seen. at they can't show their face yeah. at the
1: wedding, mm-hmm. but they are letting him know they're thinking of him, and um, because you don't want to be on his bad side, right. Well, there's um, a Luca, Luca Brasi who wants to meet with the Godfather. And um, he just wants to go and thank the Godfather for inviting him and to pledge his loyalty. And he is really, really nervous to meet the Godfather. He's practicing. On the day of your daughter, on the day of your wedding, of the day of your daughter's wedding. Yeah. So um, Sonny played by James Caan, is checking out a bridesmaid, which um, he later hooks up with. And, uh, oh, a man arrives. It is Johnny Fontaine. And the girls are screaming and he's signing autographs. And I wrote Frank Sinatra, question mark? Yeah. And they, they're saying how um, the godfather had helped him with his career. In fact, he is the godfather of Johnny Fontaine. And Nerd Alert, yes, it was kind of based on Frank Sinatra. And Frank Sinatra didn't like this at all. And there was uh, some pressure put on them. So Johnny's part was greatly reduced. Mm,
0: interesting. Mm. Someone made him an offer he couldn't refuse.
1: Well, Michael tells Kay, who is Diane Keaton, the story of Johnny and how he, how um, his father helped out his career. And... Um, she said, well, well, how did that happen? I mean, there, you know, he wanted a part in a movie, I think, maybe not a song release, something. And um, the the producer was going, That's not going to happen. And all of a sudden, it did happen. And um, Michael says, Yeah, my father made him an offer. He couldn't refuse. Mm-hmm. Okay, at this time, we meet Fredo, who is meeting Kay. And he,
0: Fredo's toe up from the flow up.
1: <laughs> yeah, Fredo's a mess. Um, well, we find out that, and somebody says, uh, why is Johnny here? He must want something. Well, he does. He wants a part in a in a movie, in a motion picture. Mm-hmm. And the head of the studio won't give it to him. And he's meeting with the Godfather and he's crying. And the uh, Godfather smacks him. says, man up, dude. We don't cry. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, Did you and- see how
0: fast the Godfather... Moved? I was... That struck me. Just how fast the Godfather slapped him. Yeah, it we've, was fast. We've always seen the Godfather. He was just very slow and stuff. And then the, the God... He just went... Just pop like a like a...
1: I guess like a snake, really. Yeah, it was pretty much a snake. It snake. was
0: real fast. It made me laugh. Because I'm like, whoa godfather has got some fast twitch
1: and fast fast reflexes mm. okay and um so uh, the godfather is saying to him you know don't forget your family because a man who doesn't spend time with his family is not a real man so we know that he You know, he is a businessman. He gets things done, but family is prized above all.
0: And we've already seen him call off the entire picture because Michael wasn't there.
1: Right, right. Um, Okay, so now we have Sonny and Tom in the study, and uh, we find out Tom is going to have to go to California. Oh, yeah, this is the L.A. part, to settle this business with Johnny. And Tom is the conciliary,
0: so he's the... He's the queen's hand, if you will, or the king's hand. He's the chief. He's the chief of staff, I believe.
1: Yeah, he he's the one that he might not he might not do the deed that gets the stuff done. But he's the one that orchestrates everything to get stuff done.
0: And Tom is referred to as a brother although he is not Sicilian and he's not related to the family but he was an orphan and he was friends with Sonny and another insight into Vito Vito took him in and treated him like his own son Tom went to law school who do you think paid for that
1: um I believe that the school was paid to get him in
0: well, I was just saying, more of just being like, yeah, he treated himself yeah. like a son, and sent him to law school. Right. So he's a lawyer. That's why he's the conciliary.
1: But, but he's, but, but, uh, Marlon Brando, Don Corleone sent him to law school so he would be his lawyer. He didn't send him to school to go off and be any lawyer.
0: Well, yeah, it- but I, I feel like Tom was so grateful for. You know, oh, yeah. being in like you know here, all, I had nothing. Now I have this big Sicilian family. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to law school, and then I'm not gonna go anywhere else. I'm gonna come back, and I'm gonna be lo- your lawyer. Right, right. Cause Tom
1: Hayden is loyal. Um, he is actually Irish German. Hmm. Mm -hmm. okay well we have family pictures which i had to mention because we just did that and then there's the father-daughter dance teeny you're not the only one who had to do that and then we see a plane landing in la (laughs) got a little bit (laughs) and they are at the waltz international pictures lot
0: which i'm pretty sure was just the paramount back studio probably
1: and um And Tom is telling the, the head of the studio, look, I'm going to do you a favor because you're going to have a a union issue coming up and we can help with that. We can help avert that. Um, and, and he goes, what do, what do you need? And he goes, I need Johnny Fontaine as the head, the lead in this movie. And he goes, that's never going to happen. Johnny Fontaine is washed in the parlance of our times.
0: I was saying Johnny Fontaine, he's old news, he's bad, he's box office poison, yeah. he's yeah. washed.
1: Yeah, yeah. He probably would have to sign all the stuff that Marlon Brando had to sign to be in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well then Tom is at at um, the head of the studio's mansion. Well, and-
0: because, so the head of the studio, basically, you know, he's in his, he's the, he's the king of his kingdom, and so... He's like, who is this guy coming up to me telling me I got to put this washed up has been in my picture that's about to start uh, filming in a week? Who does this guy think he is? So when Tom, because Tom doesn't throw around, he doesn't say, hey, look, I'm here. I'm, you know, he he comes in and he's the uh, mm, he's like the what is it like ah, legitimate? Like, he's doing the things on the up and up right now. He's, he came, he didn't throw right. around Don Corleone's name. He just said, hey, this is what I would like. Please do this. And the head of the studio, he was being, you know, a jerk head of the studio. He was like, yeah, piss off. I don't know who you think you are coming up here. And so then he says to his, when Tom leaves, he says to his guy, Hey, find out who that guy is and then the next scene we see tom being dropped off at the producer's lavish um hollywood hills home mansion and the producer says whoa you know is he's told completely changed this tune says That's why nice didn't you sir. why didn't you tell me that you were with the uh, corleone and tom says i don't like to throw his name around and this is where we have our first person of color. He is the only guy. He's the bartender at a table that is set out in this guy's backyard, and he's. And the producer guys to ask Tom if he would like a drink or how his drink is, and they walk by him, to as
1: they're conducting business. Excellent. I I actually missed that, and um, then they then he takes Tom to his stables. VOC newest acquisition There we see two
0: more people of color they are the st- stable people I don't what are they called They're the ones that deal with the horses
1: stable boys
0: I'm not calling them stable boys I know you're not
1: Um they might be the groomer and the um They're the pe- the guys that take care of the horses Yeah the groomers I think maybe Yeah and he's showing him his six hundred thousand dollar racehorse he just bought. And he is he said, I'm not even gonna race him. I'm just gonna put him out to stud and I'm gonna make my, my money back that way with that with that horse sperm. <laughs> and and he's saying to Tom, Ask me anything else. I'll do anything else. But Johnny is never gonna get that. He's that's not going to happen.
0: Well, he and he goes into, I guess he the the studio head had a girl, a young actress that he was grooming and. You know, he By thought grooming.
1: He means he was.
0: Oh, this is getting very it's a very me too yeah, story he was
1: doing her. But but he did he did see her becoming a, a huge actress. Mm hmm.
0: And, for the for the studio right. and then Fontaine swoops in and I
1: ruins her. basically
0: probably gets her hooked on drugs and stuff or I don't I don't know. I don't know if he really did ruin her or just because again, it's who's telling us the story. It's this right. uh, asswipe here. So you're gonna believe everything that comes out of Hollywood asswipe's mouth? I don't think so. But whatever. That's why, of course, it was about a a dime piece broad that that's the reason why Fontaine won't isn't in the movie.
1: She won't say stable boy, but she'll say dime piece broad. Yeah, dime piece broad. Okay. And and the producer's going, I'm going to run him out of Hollywood. You know, he's out of here. And he said she threw it all away. And then he says to Tom, "If that goomba comes after me, tell him I ain't no band leader," which is a reference to how Johnny Fontaine, the the band leader oh. that they had convinced uh, to let him sing that song before, no. he made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Now
0: to be, I keep forgetting what the guy's name is because
1: Waltz. Waltz wultz w-o-l-t-z
0: yeah well this guy he's i have to say if That's you're terrific. gonna be a bigot at least be an entertaining bigot the flowery language and racial epithets they come out of this guy's mouth i say yeah. you know what at least it's at least you're like huh, there was poetry in that because when he finds out that tom is an italian he calls him a kraut mix, like, motherfucker yeah. or something. I was just like, yeah. wow, this guy can turn on a dime.
1: Hmm. And I'm thinking he was probably of the Jewish persuasion himself. So, really, in 1946, 40s, this is 1940s, after the war. So, really? Yeah, I'm but he he's
0: the head of a studio, Ma. That's when you're the head of a studio, it's power. So the yeah, power just goes. Yeah. That's why he's, he's, I mean, he's going to find out real soon what yeah. real
1: power is. Yeah, he does in the next scene because in the next scene, you see him in bed with his satin sheets and you see something strange going on on the side of the bed. And, um, oh, and how he's... suspenseful. Even though I knew
0: what it was, yeah. although I was surprised because I, the thing is, I've seen this movie. But then, in rewatching it, I realized how much of it just went over my head, uh-huh. and this time I was actually paying attention to what was going on in the story. And I, when it happened, I said, "Oh, this happens this early in the movie."
1: Yeah, I said, "Oh, it's happening now." Yeah. Okay. Well, the he's music, in that
0: house. It's just a slow shot, very slow.
1: Because it's zoom. how he's realizing something's. Something's wrong here in my bed. I'm turning over and, wait, I feel something. What is this? And he looks at his hand and it's blood. And he pulls the covers back. And, of course, everybody knows. It's the horse head.
0: Yeah. I think it was a real horse head.
1: Oh, go ahead. It was a real horse head. Yeah. So was that a horse that that was going to be made into glue? He was on his way to the glue factory and they took his head. I don't know. I think that would not happen today
0: before PETA.
1: Yeah, that would not happen today. So I'm not sure. Because I didn't know until now that that was a real horse's head back in the day. I thought that was a fake one. It was still disturbed.
0: Yeah. And because it's it was like he genuinely liked the horse. You could tell it was his buddy. And so that's his pet. And then you wake up in the horse's head and it's in your house and you live in a mansion in your bed. You didn't wake up. None of the, they were. None of your help woke up? You don't have security. There's no security guard. How did the all? The, how did this happen? And that's the point of it. I can get to you at any time. Yeah. You want to keep playing games?
1: You better pay attention. I'm going to make you an offer. You can't refuse. Yeah. The next scene, we have the Godfather with Tom and Sonny talking about uh, this person, the Turk. And the Turk is interested in enlisting the Corleone family in his business enterprises. He he was already talking to the Tat. tat what was the opposing? Oh man, how
0: you're gonna make me look it up? Because I remember.
1: Tatlinger or something. It
0: wasn't Tatlinger, ma. They're Italians. Okay.
1: Tat something.
0: It ended with an
1: A. And there's an L in there. Okay. Anyway, um, this guy wants to start into the narcotics business. Mm -hmm. They're into prostitution now. They're into gambling now. Um, They're into money laundering. Uh, But they are not into narcotics yet. And he's going, this is the way of the future, and um, that white powder. But um, he's saying that we need Don Corleone. And Corleone's going, well, uh, you know, uh, you got these other families involved. And and the Turk is going, you know, I'll cut them out. If, if I got you, you're all I need. I got you, babe. They're saying, uh, I'll give you 30%. You, you're going to give me 30% to, to finance you. this tatalia because
0: tatalia is a pimp
1: oh okay 30 percent to finance the narcotics uh you're also going to help with our police protection because you got the police in your pocket you're also going to help with the lawmakers the policy makers the politicians because you got them in your pocket and and you don't uh do is going you know drugs are a dirty business you know we got these other things but uh and then Sonny blurts out something.
0: Well when they say the Tattaglia, then that the Sonny pipes up and you mean, you oh Tattaglia's gonna and you know, Vito kinda shoots him a look and he says, I apologize. I've overindulged my sons and I've spoiled them. And so sometimes they don't know they talk when they should be listening.
1: Yeah. We've, we've both seen that look. If you've never seen it, you're lucky. It's a hell of a look. Yeah.
0: He's like, I just messed up.
1: Yeah. And then the Turk leaves and he says to Sonny, don't ever tell anybody what you're thinking except your family.
0: Yeah. Don't, yeah. You don't let anyone outside your family know what you're thinking. Right. Basically, like, you know, keep it close, especially in this. This is really the art of negotiation right here. You keep yeah. all of your things close to your chest. You've already Not tipped it off that you don't, that you don't trust to you.
1: you know? So they get Luca to come in. Luca is huge. Luca, you you can tell he's an enforcer. Luca so brats. Luca comes in. They go, Luca, you, you go, you go to the Tata- Tatliana, you go to the Tat family. <laughs> And you tell him you're unhappy here. And you find out what you can find out. So Luke goes, yes, boss, yes. Okay. Um, you do doing pretty to- good,
0: Luca Brasi.
1: <laughs> cut, to, cut, to, <laughs> big brute. <laughs> cut to, it's Christmas in New York City and Kay and Michael are shopping. I guess the scene here was to show that Kay was pretty involved in the family, uh, in Michael's life, because she's saying ah. all the gifts she's gotten for the family. I, I felt like that was the reason for that scene. Then we go back to Luca. He goes into this empty bar. I like saying Luca. Mm-hmm. And um uh, the Turk is in there and he says, Join me. And so there is a, a bartender and um, he's saying, you know, what what do you want? And Luca's going, um, or the or the Turk is saying fifty thousand dollars to start. Uh, you know like he's coming to that family and so the bartender is has been really nice smiling at him and everything like yeah okay we got somebody new and so Luca puts his hand on the bar and again that snake strike the um knife goes right through his hand pins him to the bar his hand is stuck in the bar and then he is given a Colombian necktie
0: oh he's choked Do you know what a Colombian necktie is? Obviously
1: not. Do you want me to it's tell not... you
0: what it is? I thought it was when they used that little string and strangled you. I don't know. I from you my can... childhood, I was told this when they slit your throat and they take your tongue out through
1: it. Oh wow! Which? <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That's the
0: necktie, the tongue. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. That's pretty gruesome. So when I found that I was a kid, I was like. I, I don't even know if it's physically possible, though. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, we don't know. We're
1: not involved in
0: crime syndicate stuff. We don't okay. know. Maybe that no, is. No, we, we
1: aren't. We are not, totally not woke on the crime mm-hmm. syndicate. Okay. Well, I said he was garroted. He was I a garrote. I think
0: that's what it is.
1: I don't He had choked. He's dead. He's dead. Um, and so then the Turk is, is in his car out on the street and they go, they pick up Tom. Tom doesn't want to go with them, but they go.
0: Yeah. Well, we find out that I think, I guess Tom has a family cause he's shopping for, he's got like toys and
1: stuff. He was oh, out shopping. I didn't even focus on that. We've never seen Tom's family. Maybe he I'm doesn't. I'm sure they, were, the wedding where they were some of those screaming kids running around the wedding.
0: Screaming kids.
1: Well, then we cut back to the Godfather and his driver is missing. Like his driver, Polly, he hasn't called in um, well, sick. Yeah. yeah he's he, sick. And he, but he never calls in sick. And so right away, you know, alerts are up and Fredo's there and he goes, I could."
0: I can drive you, Pa. Hey, I can do pa, it. pa, Pa, let me, I'll drive you. Look at me, Pa. I can drive. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, that's and a good credo.
1: So, so the, uh, the Godfather goes, okay, okay, go get the car started. I, I thought the car was going to explode, but that didn't happen. Well, as the Godfather's walking out, there is a fruit stand across from him. Uh, you would call it a bodega.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's over there buying some fruit which is really great. And then all of a sudden, two men are running at the Godfather. They shoot the hell out of him.
0: They turn his back into Swiss cheese. And I go, wait, r-
1: that's it? Brando's out? I don't remember him dying this early in the movie. Wow. I mean, he uh, has been really good, but, huh. Yeah. He won an Academy award for that. And Fredo is fumbling with a gun. He can't even get the gun out of his wherever he had it to put his fingers into it to be able to use it. I'm He's just, just
0: saying, look at your two kids now. And if neither one of them have Fredo tendencies, know that the <laughs> next one that
1: you have is going to be a Fredo. Well, we cut to Kay and Michael. And they're on the street in New York City. See, we have figured out Michael is not part of the the family. Michael is a son, but he is not in the um, illicit. He's not. He's a civilian. Uh, he's a, even it, he a civilian, even
0: though he was in the in um, World War II and he was a marine.
1: Okay, um, and so they pass a newsstand and Kay sees the headline and it says dead or alive, you know, and she goes, Oh my God. So Michael runs to a phone booth and he calls Sonny and Sonny goes, come home. Isn't that crazy? Well, Sonny says,
0: where have you been? We've been trying to get in touch with you and stuff. And that's how he used to be in the olden days. Mm-hmm. He think about it. Vito got shot. He's, and the amount and then they somebody wrote up the paper the paper printed got printed up on the press put on a truck driven to the stand and that's when Michael finds out that his dad was shot yeah and runs to a phone so it's been like at least because then they have two newspaper they had an evening edition. And a morning edition?
1: A morning edition and evening edition. Yeah. So
0: this is probably the evening edition. So it's I guess it's been at least a couple hours. Oh, it's like twelve hours. I don't know. Yeah, I would think hours. I was just like, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, we cut back to the Turk who still has Tom.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's telling Tom, uh, yeah, your godfather's dead. So, uh, you need to make peace between me and Sonny, and um uh, the tata, tata, the Titalia family is with me, and um it, it, Tom goes, well, I'm sorry, but even Sonny can't call off Luca and and I go, Luca already dead, yeah, but, but
0: they don't know that. they
1: don't know that yet. Um, and then he he must get a phone call, the Turk, and it mm-hmm. says five shots and he's still alive. <laughs> My off veto. So Michael goes home. The house is full of people. Um, there's a meeting happening between Sonny, Michael, Tom, and two other people. And everybody's looking for Luca. We haven't seen Luca already dead. Yeah. Um, but they figure out Polly sold out the old man his driver wasn't his driver that day because he would have been sure to um stop it uh, he obviously knew it was going to happen and he wasn't going to be there when it happened ah so uh at that point a package arrives and they open it up it's luca's bulletproof vest and two dead fishes and, he,
0: and james khan's it's in his lab and james khan says "Ooh." and Tom I believe says it's a message maybe Tom's not there I guess Tom's not there but somebody says it's a message and James Caan because Sonny's a hothead what's the message he says Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes
1: Luca Brazzi sleeping with the fishes okay now we see a car it's a side view of this car and Polly's driving this big dude and Polly's saying to the guy in the back, can you scoot over? Cause I need to be able to see oh, out of my well, rear view well, mirror. Wait,
0: wait, Polly shows up to the house and we don't know if Polly is putting it on, but he def- if he is putting it on, he's sticking to the story. He's sick. He's got a handkerchief, his nose, he shows up. He's very much like, I can't, I'm so sorry. What do you need me to do and stuff? And Sonny says, I need you to take, I think it's Clemenza. I need you to take Clemenza, some other guy to, I think they the they need to pick up their numbers and stuff because, you know, they do gambling. And so they do it and Sonny basically says, hey, I'd never want to see that motherfucker again. Yeah. Because, and, and, you know, at this point, you don't know. All you knew is that the, the driver called in sick. Maybe he legitimately was sick, though. The one day he decided to be sick was the day that they were coming after him.
1: Or maybe he knew about it. Yeah, well, they didn't need a trial by jury.
0: So if you're hothead Sonny Colon, You've basically tried this uh, guy, Polly, and it's Polly's in a gots to go situation. Gots
1: to go. I never want to lay my eyes upon him. Again. Well, then we have Kay on the phone talking to Michael and we find out dad's going to make it. And Michael is going somewhere and they're and Sunny's going. You need bodyguards, and they're going. Michael doesn't need bodyguards. Everybody knows he's a civilian. Well,
0: he's because Kay's on the phone. Is that when Kay calls on the phone and it's like, "Oh, tell me you love me," and he's yes. surrounded by all the boys and stuff. And yes. so he said he can't say it, and he says, "I gotta leave." And because he needs to go have dinner, he's going to go have dinner with her, but he doesn't want them to know he's going to dinner. he says that he's just he's going to go see his dad in the hospital. And Sonny's like, well, you still need people to go with you. The streets are hot, Michael.
1: Hot streets. Well, people, it's been an hour and you still have two hours to go. So much stuff happens in this movie. So much stuff happens in the first hour and there are two hours left. Yeah, but I
0: got to say, well, I'll save it. Go ahead, Ma. Um,
1: well, well, that's as far as I go with my retelling.
0: Ah, I mean, have we not hooked you yet if you haven't seen Godfather or if you haven't seen it in forever? To just be like, oh,
1: man. Yeah, you really do want to see it again. The cinematography is is amazing. And and we haven't even gone to Sicily yet. Yeah. And we do get to go to Sicily. So, there's a lot that's coming up. Okay, so our POC count was 3? 4. Okay.
0: Because then when they were when Tom Hagan and the um horsehead guy when they were in the dining room, there was the I guess maid or something was in the background. So basically, all you need to know is that every, the four black people who are in this film were in servant roles.
1: Yes. Yes. And the N word is thrown around. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. So, nerd alerts, we've done some throughout. Do you have others?
0: I have a couple, but they're kind of off the top of my head because there's so many nerd alerts in this film.
1: There are there are a lot. I have one. Okay, go ahead. James Caan went to see the premiere, and he came out pissed because he said, you cut my whole rollout. There were 45 more minutes of James Caan in this movie. Wow. 45 more minutes. That would have been a four-hour movie. But he had pissed somebody off, and so they cut, they cut a lot of his.
0: But he gets a lot of. Um, he's very good. He has a lot of efficiency. Uh, what he did was outstanding. Yeah, it just made sense. Okay, so re. Wait, I have I have my nerd alerts. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said you already. Okay. No, I had okay. some. I have some off the dome. I have a couple written down, Francis. Ford Coppola, you may say Ford does not sound that Italian. What's that about? Because that's what I asked. So, yes, he his middle name Ford comes from the Henry Ford. Because, one, his dad was a famous flautist, Carmine Coppola. And Francis was born at Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit. And his dad was the arranger and associate director of the Ford Sunday Evening Hour, which was a, it's a, a musical program. And it was sponsored by the Ford Motor Company. So Ford was putting the food in the mouth. And Carmine said, your middle name is Ford. And then as a two-year-old, when Francis Ford Coppola was two years old his dad was named the principal flautist of the NBC Symphony Orchestra and so then they moved yeah I know. <laughs> I know what a flautist is okay I think his dad came from Italy okay. until he, he had He was obviously he was very good at it and Francis Ford Coppola had polio as a boy Oh. so he would read a lot Oh, okay. And use his imagination.
1: Well, he makes some decent wine now. He does. And it's quite affordable. Also. The F- oh, uh, the Ford family. I mean, I know, I I believe I have read that uh, the Henry Fords were, he was a bit of a racist.
0: Oh, yes. Ouch. Yeah. Okay. He, I, okay. Yeah, he was a racist. I mean, that's a, hey, there's a lot of, uh you know kids named khaleesi and denarius out there now because people name their kids before shows finished so um. you know things happen you, sometimes you know you, you have a guy that's like well he's giving me a lot of money and stuff and then you don't hear about the racist shit until years
1: later and it's like uh yeah, I got my money, so oh, yeah. unfortunate. That was unfortunate. And
0: now it's just Francis Ford Coppola, and nobody's thinking, like, oh, no. your dad named you after a racist. Yeah. I okay. mean, it aged way better than, like, Francis Hitler Coppola. Well, that's true. <laughs> oh, okay. Another nerd alert. Luca Brazzi, The actor that played him was so nervous before his scene with Marlon Brando, because, you know, it's it's Marlon Brando that those flubs were real. And Francis Ford Coppola liked it so much, he left it in. And then later they added the scene where he's practicing the speech before he goes in.
1: Uh, I heard that was the first thing that was filmed.
0: Maybe. And that's because I, I it's just so great and it's so endearing.
1: Yeah. Um, and really, if you were going to go talk to this dude, you would be scared because one slip up, and you're swimming Swimming with with the
0: the fishes fishes. yeah i mean there's just so many different things also that happen with the film because so much of it it it's it's a log movie but it really moves but then the shots the editing is very lyrical because there are a lot of long shots there are a lot of shots that linger. I mean, the opening shot you alluded to when it's just the, the guy talking and then the camera just slowly um, zooms out and we don't even see the Godfather. And then you see him. It's just very slow and stuff, but it's just very lyrical. And the, I don't know, just the shot selection, like when Paulie gets taken out. Because mm-hmm. Clemenza's, it's a long shot. And you have Clemenza, and then you just see the action. And the way that the violence is handled, it's, it's, I mean, except for the color, because they used the wrong color blood. Like, it's that, that 1970s blood that was really red. And you're like, blood is a little bit darker red than that. Um, but still, like, just the violence of it it you know it you see in it it's you take it for granted now because we've seen the sopranos and stuff yeah this is where it came from and that's why the guys in the sopranos love the godfather so those are my nerd alerts that were off the top of my head there's so many more
1: what did you write down well it was
0: just that and then i saw i had to look up um because there's that famous scene where Michael it goes to visit his father and everyone's gone and yes. he susses it out. And the the baker, who was his name, Enzo, he shows Enzo. up with flowers. Enzo shows up with flowers. And so Michael moves his dad to another room and then goes downstairs and he makes Enzo, throws away the flowers and make and tells Enzo to look like a tough guy, like he has a gun in his pocket and the assassins right. roll up and they leave. And then Enzo's, um, you know, he's he's g- gets his cigarettes out and he's shaking. He can't use his lighter. And then Michael lights it, takes it and lights it for him. And he stares at the lighter. And then later, once he's, I mean, spoiler alert, once he's made the Godfather, he has the lighter in his hand. And I wondered if there was something with the lighter, so I went on Reddit. And it was just saying that that was just like my, to show Michael that his hand wasn't,
1: he wasn't nervous. Oh, cause I was sure that that lighter was going to come up in some other way. That's
0: what I thought too, because I knew that Michael was calm because Michael was a Marine and he was in world war II. So Michael saw some shit. Like he had been in combat and especially if he was in the Marines, he was in like some jungle shit. So, I knew that of like yeah, Michael's hand steady, but then he—I thought he was looking at the lighter, and I was—and I wondered, oh, is that some sort of oh, Enzo was in on it as well? Yeah,
1: that's what but I. But I
0: guess everyone is just saying like it's no, it's that his hand was steady.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's good to so, have clarified. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are two reheatables.
0: Mm. We're doing our bad reheatables first. Okay. Would you like me to start? Yes.
1: Uh, Racial epitaphs. (laughs) I mean, if you're not Italian and probably Sicilian, Sicilian Italian, then you are getting some bad names called. But then they did too. Yeah, everybody got it. It was equal opportunity offensive. Um, I did s- marginalized women and there was a quote about unapologetic gender stereotyping in this.
0: Oh, was it that women and children can be careless, but men can't.
1: Well, the fact that um, Cause
0: that's a direct quote from the Don.
1: Yeah. And, but they really can't without reper- repercussions because um, the sister got beat to hell and she kept going back to her husband and, um, you know, there, there couldn't be any women. It was all the men in all of the planning and, and uh, positions and the women were just supposed to be um, Holly Homemaker and act like their husband, you know, ha- had a regular job and came home every night to the lasagna or or the. Noodles and gravy.
0: Yeah, but the also, I mean, that quote—that's what I wrote down as one of my bad reheatables... was that quote that the Don says about how women and children are allowed to be careless. Because I said, "Uh, Don, name me one woman in history who she was really careless compared to the men who in history have been careless." And true, right. it's because men have been in the power, so you know their carelessness if they're they're allowed to be more careless so it's going to have more dire consequences so i did spend the night rocking my brain over famous careless women and i only kind of came up with two i know there's more i said eve i guess if you believe that was even true
1: well, the whole that whole history was written by by men. Yeah,
0: but that was written by a man. But it's like okay, I guess I guess she did. I mean, whatever the rest of that thing is from, I guess carelessness. And then I was thinking, well, who else would be a woman in power that would even be able to to that would be privileged enough to be careless and cause you know, because I was just thinking the wars and stuff eh, a bunch of careless men started those, but I guess there would have to be some queens in there from the monarchies and I don't know my queen history as well as it should I mean, you know Elizabeth, I think was kind of careless in how she handled the whole Diana thing but people die from that
1: lack of judgment than care yeah it's like well,
0: who like careless you know just because then I, i think of military battles and just getting a whole bunch of people like fantastic miniseries on hbo right now called chernobyl yeah didn't really see too many careless women yeah. it like being depicted true I've only seen the first two episodes but so far like the core has pretty much exploded and melted and it was not a woman who was telling everybody that the core was intact when it clearly wasn't didn't see ne'er a woman in that scenario in fact it was only the women who were like mm, that color is wrong in the sky and then it's the other nuclear physicist woman who's like why are we getting all these radiation levels all the way over here what's going on
1: so and and is it possible the highest level is only because that's as high as that machine goes
0: yeah nobody that was all careless men right there just just saying
1: well i'm just saying with the new um abortion laws there men are allowed to continue to be careless. It's all on the woman. And it's because the woman was careless enough to get pregnant. And so she's going to carry that baby to term. Oh, she's
0: not, she, <laughs> I mean, it's forced birth. So oh, man. there, there you go with that. Hey, everyone, yeah. when the crime level starts spiking, just because we have data but i know that nobody cares about data and i know that it's i i just i just don't believe that women should be forced to have a kid
1: Nope. and <laughs> and it's not because she was careless alone yeah she but... did not impregnate herself mm-hmm. i can guarantee you uh, there is not a single woman who impregnated herself when she did not want to be pregnant <laughs> I can get her in some. I so don't
0: want to be pregnant. I'm gonna get I'm my hands on some this
1: sperm. I'm gonna eat a turkey,
0: turkey baster.
1: And it's all gonna be good. And so because <laughs> I wanna go get an abortion. The yes, only I
0: thing, the, do. My number one goal in life was to murder a baby. That was yeah. it. So I can't go about yeah. it the traditional way. I'm gonna yeah. force myself. So that's where this podcast stands.
1: Okay. Well let's go oh, what are your worst
0: reheatables? Oh, it was all the women. But specifically, besides the points that I already made, Kay's hair when she was eating dinner with Michael Talk about
1: bad wig.
0: It looked like she had she had Fredo's hairline all of a sudden. She had Every male she with pattern that. baldness in the front. And I, I said, where did her hairline go? <laughs> I thought with wigs, that was the one thing that you could count on was a pristine well, hairline.
1: It must have slipped back a little
0: but bit. But hers it, was...
1: Oh, my God. Like, she yeah. looked like she was balding. Oh, they were. Each wig was awful. And she wore like three or four.
0: And they did her no favors
1: with her no. character at oh all. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: No. Um, then I have James Kahn's hairy shoulders. I did not know that a man that with that much blonde uh, kind of hair because he does he doesn't have dark hair. No, but
1: that is a he, hairy.
0: <laughs> That's a hairy
1: mofo. Uh, hot take, but you know he it was Italian. So.
0: I was just like, my God. Um and then the the whole part where they have the five families they bring the five families together because again a lot of the stuff happens the violence in this movie happens because Don Corleone doesn't want to get involved in narcotics.
1: It's that's the whole thing.
0: That's the whole thing. He's like, I don't want to get involved in narcotics because you know right now we have the politicians and the policemen gambling and women yeah they're illegal but you know it's not hurting anybody but narcotics like that tears families and people apart and that's illegal and all of my politicians and my friends they're not gonna want to be my friends anymore if i'm doing this super illegal stuff and so but then the guys they just want money and they say look we're gonna do this but we're gonna do it right we're gonna have rules and basically their rule is that they're just gonna sell the drugs to the black people because they're animals anyway. Right. And I was like, oh man, that's well, that's a bad reheatable.
1: Yeah. So Yeah. Only they didn't say the blacks. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not so... gonna I'm not gonna say all the words that they used. Oh my god, it was okay, so your best reheatable Well, it's the Godfather. <laughs>
0: So I watched this movie last night
1: uh, near a heavy eyelid. I have to say, when you said two weeks ago, uh, you know it's three hours, I was like, no. Mm-hmm. No. Because there have been movies that are two hours. And after the first hour, I go, yeah. I don't know if I can make another, another one. Another one? And some of them were good movies, but it was just i'm i'm getting tight. did not happen at all i was i was in it through the whole thing because so much happens it yeah, truly they were, they were. is an epic yeah it really is
0: so also then i gotta go the music fantastic <gasps> yes i mean the, the cinematography also yes and then yeah the other one is like But it's like so much happens. It's so much is squeezed into this that I feel as though I've watched a season of television, which is if you're doing prestige television, that's 12 hours of TV, maybe 10 hours of TV compared to the three hours of this. Yeah. I mean, and just how much that we know about it in the world and in society, The Godfather And you think about how much you know about The Sopranos. And The Sopranos had 70-something maybe episodes of television. Mm -hmm. So it's like 70-something hours. And this had three, and yet I was able to feel as though I'm like, oh, man, I I know these characters, and I get why this is happening. And like all this is being set up. And oh, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, mine were, again, the cinematography with the wedding. And then when you go to Sicily, you feel like you're in Sicily. It was really cool. Um, And the fact that that Don Corleone said no narcotics. Mm -hmm. We we don't want to do that. We're not going to enter that realm. But
0: from a business standpoint, like from a moral standpoint, it does make sense. But from a business standpoint, they were pretty much right
1: they were but remember he's he was business but above business was family mm-hmm. and he said this tears families apart
0: yeah it's true
1: so he did have a moral code mm-hmm. it was it was you know push them to shove but yeah yeah okay well my mvp was the line everybody i think you learn it in vitro I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's a good one. Like
1: what was your MVP? Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah,
0: that's just yeah. Just the way, like the, the where he placed the camera, the lighting, the wait. Pacing, I the read music. something
1: about um the four foot shot like four feet off the ground but uh-huh. like he was he was very into the the look of the entire shot yes and he had most of the shots were four feet off the ground so you were always kind of looking in the same place
0: mm, interesting interesting yeah just a different thing there because there was some different shots and different placement. I'm like, huh? And then I would notice, just oh,
1: interesting he put that there. Oh, that's cool. Now I have a question, mm-hmm. and it's probably stupid, but okay. So in um, in TV, you get residuals thanks to Larry Hagman. Oh, oh yeah, Lord Larry Hagman at the time of I Dream of Jeannie. Like he, he had to fight with um, the studios, so that he could get residuals when it was repeated and repeated. So uh, uh, every every cast member of Friends, every cast member of Big Bang Theory, when you never have to work again, yeah. thank Larry Hagman because he fought a hard fight for that to happen. Wow. Um, I mean, that was so- something with um, with Chrissy Snow. What's her name, Chrissy. Oh, so. Susan
0: Summers, Susan yeah. Summers? That was
1: something with her on uh, three's fan, three's, three's company, company? Too. Anyway, um, so they get residuals every time it's shown, they get money, right? Um, does he get anything every time the movie is shown somewhere or every time it's rented or anything?
0: Francis for Coppola, yeah. I don't know, it depends on what his deal is with the studio. Because oh, okay. the studio... Okay, here's another nerd alert. So, Robert... It's more of a tasty nugget, but whatever. Robert, the kid stays in the picture, Evans, was the head of production at Paramount Studios at the time. And Mario Puzo had this book. And it, was, it wasn't it was a smash hit at, at the time that Paramount Studios got the rights because I think Mario Cuso had some gambling debts, so he needed some money, and he needed it fast. And Robert Evans was like, "All right, you know, the book's entertaining enough, sure." So that's how Paramount Studios got the rights. And then they had had another movie at Paramount, but it flopped. And so Robert Evans had it in his head that he wanted it to be an Italian American director, because he thought that that's why the other movie didn't do well. Oh, OK. And they went to Sergio Leone and he declined it. Um, somebody like Otto Preminger declined it. A whole bunch of people declined making it. And they went to Francis Ford Coppola and he didn't want to make it because he thought that it the book was um, uh, like it was basic. You know, it was um, he thought of it as reality TV as, you know, it's just trashy, it's pulpy. Right. You
1: know, it's beneath A lot me. of violence.
0: Yeah, he was like, it's beneath me. But, a lot of
1: sex. There was a lot more sex in the book than in the uh, movie.
0: And the, did you read the book?
1: I did not, but I just read A Tasty Nugget before we started.
0: Ah, uh, so he, but Francis Ford Coppola was, he owed money I believe he owed money to Paramount Pictures because his movies before this were not successful. And his production company, I think, also did that George Lucas THX movie, and they lost money on that because, you know, it's 1972, so Star Wars wasn't out. George Lucas wasn't a thing. So he kind of owed money, or he needed money. I don't know if he owed money or if he needed money. And Robert Evans made him an offer he could have refused. <laughs> so that's how Francis Ford Coppola ended up directing
1: this. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, are we ready for tape? No, recasting.
0: I have a very fun recasting that I did.
1: I have three casts. Okay,
0: you can go first because I okay, don't think you're going to ha- know what I did.
1: I have my um, ethnic cast, I have my female cast, and I have my comedy cast. Okay, go ahead. So which one you want first?
0: I want to hear, what was the one between the ethnic and the female? Your comedy cast? Comedy cast. I want to hear the ethnic cast first, because that's okay, my- going to be comedy to me.
1: Uh, okay, so I did... The Godfather, I did Sonny, Michael, and Tom. Okay. I had Kay in there, but then I, I can throw her back in. Yeah, okay. because
0: Kay really is a non-existent character anyway. Right.
1: Okay, so my my Godfather is Denzel. Okay. My Sonny, because he had to be a hothead, mm-hmm. Ice Cube.
0: Okay. I don't think Ice Cube would like it that you put him as sunny but okay
1: well i don't mean to offend you sir i'm just trying to give you some <laughs> i'm
0: trying to give you a work. meaty role i think I'm i believe that you're an actor
1: my michael is michael b jordan okay and my tom is shamar moore <laughs> it's a pretty cast it
0: is a pretty cast but where
1: (laughs) I guess go ahead ah, ahead. I have a reason for each one
0: but okay so Shamar Moore I just thought it was interesting because if you were going I mean and also kudos and hats off to you for not going the obvious of saying well just because he's black doesn't mean that he's in the family that's why I didn't cast a white guy as Tom Hagen I put yeah. Shamar Moore and he was just raised.
1: Right. Um, but he's kind of, okay. And because he was all, um, the business mind, the sensible person, um, not the hothead. Um, yeah, that's what I chose. Okay.
0: I like it. What's the, um, not the other one besides the comedy?
1: The female cast.
0: Yeah. So it's the female cast.
1: Okay, so my godfather for my female cast is Jessica Lang. Oh my gosh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever given you goosebumps. I know adjusted. Jessica
0: Lang as Do- Donna Corleone.
1: <laughs> Donna Corleone.
0: I love it. Why hasn't this been greenlit? They read Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Why not a female? What could go wrong I'm, on the internet? I'm telling <laughs> you.
1: And my sonny is Shaniqua and she is Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> so It's okay. We can so, do this. Okay. We can have a multi-ethnic cast as a family. We uh-huh. can do it. Why did you name her Shaniqua from Sunny? (laughs) Because it was a Sunny, a female Sunny of color. Of color. (laughs) (laughs) And my Michael, because Michael is really likable, but he can also turn bad, Mm -hmm. is Kristen Bell. Okay. And my Tom is Regina King. (laughs) I would
0: have switched them. I would have had Kristen Bell as Tom and Michael as Regina King.
1: We could do that because then Jessica Lynn could have married a black man. Yeah. Okay. Do you want my comedy cast? I want your comedy cast. Okay, get ready. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. My godfather... I went through three different people until last night in bed I went oh, Wanda Sykes <laughs> as the godfather. <laughs> That's okay. comedy. Sonny. Uh-huh. Leslie Jones. <laughs> it's a comedy cat. Yeah. Okay, my Michael, I went through three different people here, and I ended up with Because She Can Do Comedy, Mm -hmm. Rose Byrne. As Michael? Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: And my Tom is America Ferrara. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's pretty funny.
1: So those are my casts, but I think Jessica Lange would be an amazing godfather.
0: I think so, too.
1: Okay, so what's your cast?
0: Well, tomorrow is the series finale of Game of Thrones. Okay. And while I was watching this, I was thinking, man, there's a lot of overlap between the Godfather and Game of Thrones. So I decided to be like, which Godfather, to match a Godfather character to a Game of Thrones character. And that was my recasting. Okay. So. I like it. Clemenza. I like Clemenza because he, he taught, he taught Michael how to shoot. And he also gave him like a history lesson and stuff when he was, you know, teaching them about the grips and stuff. So I was like, Clemenza, I guess gray worm, you know, loyal assassin and stuff. Drop some pearls of wisdom every once in a while. Okay. Um, uh, Sonny, well, I'm, I'm going out of order. Well, I'll go like okay, Don Corleone, he's the father, eh, I guess. Tywin, except Tywin Lannister didn't like all of his kids, but family was really important to him. Okay, so it kind of seems like, like, like yeah, yeah, I guess he would be the godfather. These and also this was like thought through in five minutes. I didn't get oh, I, a lot I, of I, I get it. I get it. Thinking to it. Tom Hayden. I keep calling him Tom Hayden, but it's Tom Hagen.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Tom Hayden was a, a husband of, of James. Yeah. Um
0: so I thought Jorah, because he was always sort of Danny's right hand man. But then I also thought oh. Ty what's his name? Ty Tyrranian, the little Ty land you know, the brother, the yeah. queen of the hand.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. My okay. mind went blank on him. Mm-hmm. So you know, because he's, you know, um. So then we're like, I'm like Sunny. I had one Sunny, and I crossed it out, and I put Rob Stark as Sunny. Oh, okay. I'm like, that makes sense. You know, he he thought he was a good leader and then he up and got himself killed. Um, so then we're at. Okay, so now I have I have Michael, Fredo and Salazzo, which one do you want to hear? I want Michael last. Okay. let's do Fredo. Fredo. I have two. They're both they're both hot takes. The first one. We don't know how this is going to end, but kind of being afraid of right now is uh, Bran.
1: Oh, yeah. That, you know, Bran- I have to go now.
0: Yeah, what? like, what are you doing? Maybe he'll. it'll all be revealed in the final episode, but, you know, if you can kind of see the future and you can warg into different things, kind of feels like you should have helped more people out. But then also, as afraid I put Jon
1: Snow. Okay, that's that's kind of that's that's a hot take. But I mean, yeah, he washy yeah, he makes some
0: bad decisions, and his bad decisions have had bad consequences.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he, he's thinking with his dick. So
0: yeah, he and he always has the best intentions. Like he's not. Just evil to be evil. He always thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's kind of dumb. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's Fredo. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, who's the
1: other
0: dude? There's Solazzo and there's Michael left.
1: Who's Solazzo?
0: Well, Solazzo is the Turk. Okay. Okay. So you want to know who I think Salazzo is? Yeah. So Solazzo's the guy. That came into town as the outsider. Everyone said, like, hey, he's a good knife guy if he needs to be. Oh, he'll okay. Meet, he'll Let me meet. He'll say what he wants. And then he he didn't get what he wanted. And then he commenced to try to take out the Dawn.
1: So this is going to be Khaleesi.
0: Exactly. Daenerys Targaryen. It's
1: Salazzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because she couldn't. She's thinking with his dick, too. So, okay.
0: You know, she 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 didn't get what she wanted. So then she's like, all right, I got to make she, moves to take everyone out.
1: She didn't get her nephew the way she wanted to. So, okay. And Michael.
0: Michael, I was like, who is Michael? Who would Michael be? Because Michael, Michael did some training. He's a trained Marine. He went and got... Uh, I know where you're going. He, um, and then, you know, he went to an Ivy League, got an Ivy League education. He was a civilian. Hmm. Um. His dad didn't want him to go into the family business, uh-huh. but then when a push comes to shove and the, the
1: situation, somebody's got to take care of business.
0: He knew exactly what to do and he was calm it's under like pressure. A sword through
1: that eye.
0: Oh yeah, we're in the the chest. So who did I go with, Ma?
1: Arya? Yeah, that's my Michael. I like it. That now that's fun. There you have it. A Game of Thrones cast. That's fun. Mhm. If I knew then, if I could say the names of the characters, I might think of doing that again in the future. But I'm going to stick with my comedy cast.
0: I like, yeah, I like
1: Dave. I mean, not for this, but for my fun one. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Okay. Okay. Well, Tasty Nuggets. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, In Italian, Corleone means Lionheart interesting i thought so um at the oscars marlon brando boycotted this oscars because of the treatment of native americans is this the one that he won yeah he won this for best actor and the woman went up yeah the native american in her tribal dress went up and accepted it which i thought was really cool even back then in the 70s i thought dang okay But Al Pacino was pissed because he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Mm -hmm. Did he win that?
0: I was hoping that
1: you would do the Oscar stuff. Um, Okay, okay. Um, Well, I didn't. But (laughs) he felt like he had more screen time, so he wanted to be nominated for Best Actor. Uh,
0: I, I, I can understand
1: where he's coming from. I can too, but Mar- but for this one, Marlon Brando, I don't know. It- because the next one, I know Godfather 2, he won for Al Pacino. Yeah, so it's...
0: And didn't uh, Bob Fosse... Because Cabaret won Best Picture. Did Bob Fosse also win Best Director? I don't remember.
1: I don't know that.
0: I think he did. Because I think we were like, wait... He- cabaret like we enjoyed cabaret but even we hadn't seen we hadn't even watched godfather recently and we were still like oh and at one point when i was watching godfather i did think cabaret
1: yeah yeah Yeah. seriously well wow that just shows what politics does
0: and that shows who's in your voting body yeah to be like yeah yeah, Cabaret. Okay, ready.
1: well, you're going, where's Robert De Niro? Well, Robert De Niro was originally cast as Pauly. Oh. He was also up for the role of Sonny. But he, then the and Al Pacino originally wasn't available because he was in this other movie, something about shooting straight or something. Mm. So they switched places. De Niro took the shooting straight role. So Al Pacino could take this role, which actually worked out because Robert De Niro then won an Oscar when he became when he was uh Don Don Corleone as a younger man in in um Godfather 2. Oh.
0: So it all
1: worked out really well.
0: Interesting
1: for everybody.
0: Well, everyone except for Clemenza cuz Clemenza was written out of Godfather part 2. Because he wanted more control over his lines. And Coppola was like, go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. Who do you think you are? Yeah. You're not Vito. You're not Sonny. You're not Michael. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay. The color orange. I want, I wondered what
0: was up with all the oranges.
1: Yeah. The color orange... Um was equal to death. It was a foreshadowing of death whenever you saw the color orange.
0: Interesting. Why? I don't think of orange as the color. I don't either.
1: I think of red and he had a red rose in his lapel at the very beginning. So, but no, Hmm. Marlon Brando had to screen test for this and he stuffed his jaws with tissue paper. And uh, so when, and he did a really bad screen test and uh, Francis Ford Coppola and Mario Puzo really wanted him. They had to fight hard to get him. Evidently, he had become a little bit, you know, He'd become
0: like Marlon, the Marlon Brando that like, I knew about. Yes, yes. Island of Dr. Moreau weird. It really Marlon weirdness.
1: Brando. And uh, yeah, and um, he had to sign waivers. He had to take a, a pay cut from what he expected. He had to sign waivers of, of like insurance of what would happen if if he went off the rails and couldn't finish the film he did all of that to be in this film and they made him a mouthpiece so he didn't have to stuff tissue paper in to extend that jawline because he was younger than vito corleone at the time so they had to do a lot of makeup
0: i thought so because i was struck by that watching this i said Mm -hmm. wow he is he looks younger than i remember Mm -hmm. and this
1: so um also sinatra thought the sunny character was based on him and in a restaurant he saw mario puzo and he called him a pimp and threatened to beat him up because he was so unhappy with with his portrayal But, but rumor was that that's how he got his start
0: yeah okay frank me thinks doth protest too much
1: yeah and you're threatened to beat him up and you're saying but I didn't have any any." I
0: I don't have any like mafia connections or anything so I'm gonna beat you up like Frank Um, come on
1: okay there was something that I read right before this that was that was really okay it's it's kind of gross and graphic okay yeah well evidently Sonny was in the book really well endowed oh. and there were only a few females who could handle him oh my gosh and so that was his mistress was the bridesmaid I mean I thought he was just hooking up with a bridesmaid because that's what you did with it yeah I but, was
0: just like that's that guy he's that yeah. guy
1: but this was and in the book then she has to go and have um, surgery done so that she could be more normal after Sunny.
0: <laughs> no wonder Francis Ford Coppola was like, this is trash.
1: Oh my God. Okay, well, there was more, but I, I ran out of time. Now, I did read that um, Sonny the Bull, Sammy the Bull, uh, the underboss of the Gambino family. In real, real life in real life. Okay. I went to see the film and he said I left the movie feeling stunned. Maybe it was fiction, but for me then that was our life. It was incredible. Wow. And he talked to other members of families and they were all like, yeah, this was this was on point.
0: Nailed it.
1: Yeah, they nailed it.
0: Well, that in the Sopranos, that's why they like it so much.
1: Yeah, the Sopranos came from that. Goodfellas came from it. I yeah. mean, tons of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah it's uh, there's still assassination today. Well,
0: yeah, and then it, that's what the Sopranos kind of showed was they were mobsters having, you know, having had the godfather to saga to see, to teach right. them how to be mobsters. So it kind of like folded in on itself. Yeah,
1: it, exactly. It was uh, life imitating art.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah. Well, I guess because at, first, originally, at first, I guess it was art imitating life, and then it became life imitating art.
1: Yeah, because originally, the, the families weren't happy about this film.
0: Oh, well, yeah, because they're it, like, why are you showing everyone what right, we're up
1: to? Right. And then Francis Ford Coppola put some family members in as extras, and they saw how it was being portrayed, and they were like, Yeah. Let's go. This is this school. Is well, you know, I
0: mean, everybody. That's hey, you know, Don Corleone. He came to the country. I'm assuming, but we'll find he out. He was an
1: immigrant. He was an immigrant, and
0: he needed to put. He had a family, and he needed to put food in their mouths. And so, if everybody's looking down on you because no Italians need not apply. Then, yep. you know, you're going to figure out what you need to do to feed your family.
1: Exactly. Take that one, Donald. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that is my end of my The Godfather. Nice. Um, I think we did a good job. I think we, we did it in under two hours, mm-hmm. which is an hour shorter of the movie but it is so worth the three hours yep it really is it's a fun s- step back in time and um i mean there's a lot of violence but it wasn't hand i mean it wasn't like um
0: i mean if you're what you're watching media today it's gonna it's,
1: it wasn't quentin tarantino with. it's not over the top you know, it's... with yeah blood sp- squirting everywhere where it couldn't even possibly happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed it actually, I did. Nice. I wanted to get a glass of wine. I know I want a, a slice.
0: I want a nice view parmesan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With some with some gravy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some nice bread. I like when sunny ooh maybe my favorite part when Sonny just picked up the piece of bread and just ripped some out and was eating it when Clemenza was making the
1: gravy the sauce mm. and 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 also he gave you the recipe for the yeah. perfect sauce Said some sugar hmm. yeah yes I learned that because you don't have to add sugar if you cook it a long time but to cut the acidity if you're not like cooking it for a day Mm -hmm. you you add some sugar to cut that acidity i had learned that
0: interesting
1: yeah thank you debbie codis for teaching me that
0: there you have it well there you go there you go so next week (laughs) come on guys we're keeping this party going are we
1: doing two we
0: gotta do two we haven't oh. we have one in our minds and stuff what What I'm are we so we're gonna glad. not do two and then forget like whoa wait a second what happened no we we are partying we gotta keep this party rolling i know i gotta de niro i was like wait the fredo thing didn't even happen I, come
1: on i gotta see two cue it up because it ends right where you're going well, okay, let's go. what what happens now? Yeah, I was like,
0: well, wait because a- I like I know what happens with Fredo. and I kept waiting I don't for worry. that. I don't and I was just bad. like, oh, that wasn't in this movie. Well, you know what? We're running it back.
1: Well, you're welcome for making that easy for you.
0: 1974. I it was about, ah oh, man. I guess maybe 30 minutes into this movie, I was like, I mean, <laughs> is there any question what I'm picking for next week?
1: Oh, uh, excellent. Um, I don't think I'll be doing three after that, though. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But three yeah. is supposed to be really disappointing. I mean, two, I
0: believe, is the only sequel to ever win Best Picture. Ah. It's a well, sequel. Well, there you go. People put it... They they reference it and empire strikes back as the two sequels that may be better than the original, the
1: original. It cannot be better than the original
0: Godfather part two. Yeah. People say it.
1: <gasps> You've oh never my God. heard that.
0: People always say that's that. Like, yeah, but Godfather. Well, I part am two. excited. That's why it's was like, I mean, it won best picture. Cabaret one Best Picture. It's another
1: three... It's three hours and 22 minutes. We are keeping this party going. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, we know that Al wins the Oscar for it, so...
0: And we know Clemenza's is not in it, and we know De Niro is in it.
1: So that okay. sounds
0: to me like we're going to be doing some time hopping. Obviously... Are we yeah. going to find out why, why don't call the, why, yeah, why
1: Vito why chose like the this? life of crime? Why he in, in, what happened to his throat? I wonder, yeah, I wonder, yeah, why, all righty, all righty then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's it listeners. There you we have We will see you in a week. Well, we'll hear you in, you'll hear us in a week. Godfather Part 2. There you go.
0: Until then, leave the gun and take the cannoli.
1: Oh, always a good cannoli. Mm. Mm. Take your lactate, though. Mm. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.